Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today, we are featuring a home-based business model called Blue Moon Estate Sales. And with me today, I have Lee Harper, who is the Director of Franchise Development. Welcome, Lee. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, Stacey. Yeah, my pleasure. So, Absolutely love so much about this business model. Uh, Blue Moon was established in 2013. Today, you have 124 locations nationwide, and the investment level is less than 100000 And we will get into that more in a little bit. But to start us out, can you go ahead and just give us a high-level overview of what Blue Moon Estate Sales is? I certainly can because I will tell you this brand is incredibly unique. And when someone first thinks estate sales, they think, oh, no, someone lost a family member. They lost a loved one. And that might just feel a little too sad. (laughs) So I'm happy to announce it's actually not all that it is any longer. Blue Moon is a front runner in an industry that's not yet overly saturated. Our service to others is to go into a home and help a homeowner that's downsizing or right-sizing. They're moving on to plan B, and they're not taking everything with them. So believe it or not, a really fun fact is it's predominantly baby boomers. It's You really don't get any of a bigger targeted audience of that in the U.S., which is incredible. It's happening so much earlier on nowadays. It might perhaps be executives relocating, the be divorcees. It could also be your more common associations in the past which is a loved one entering into a facility for a higher level of care or a loss of loved one as well. Yeah, absolutely. So great point. I mean, when I do talk to individuals um, and even in my, I've had to train myself to not think of like somebody passing away and having to go in and ruffle through their things and sort it out. Um, I myself I have downsized uh, about three years ago, moved from Iowa, a new home we had built where we had two kids at home and downsized 50% in square footage (laughs) and had to go through a lot of stuff and sell a lot. So even though I'm not a baby boomer quite yet, I, that, I mean, I would have been a great clientele for estates. Um, so I do love the fact that it is really, you know, you can think of downsizing. And the other thing that I'd like to touch on is it's not only residential. So can you talk a little bit that because commercial is also another target market for this type of business? It, it is and it can be. And I'll tell you, that's really unique to the franchisee. Our primary business model is residential because the housing market is hot, as we all know. And they just want to clear out 85 to 95% of that content. And for us, that's an incredibly streamlined process. It happens quickly. Um, But I have had franchisees that it just made sense, whether if it was restaurant liquidation, uh, we had a really fun B&B liquidation. And if it makes sense for them, they can absolutely service as well. But we're going to market that a little bit differently according to the shopper or the buyer. Sure. So you touched on streamlined and a quick process. 
So what, uh, and I know this is very much a technology-based business, which makes it also very attractive. So can you talk through um, when a franchise owner of Blue Moon Estates facilitates a sale, what does that look like from start to end? Yeah, I love that. That's a great question. And so with Blue Moon Estate Sales, we like for our franchisees to start out with three to five part-time employees and grow it and scale it from there. This is a really fun option for those who are seeking part-time work. As you know, there's quite not enough of it out there exactly and, and or it just doesn't really sound appealing. So this is really fun, very interactive lights, camera, action in the end, right? But we'll go in, our, our franchisees meet with a the homeowner, they consult, we will sell everything from the pots and pans in the kitchen to, I say, everything in the driveway or the yard, the motorcycle, the boat, the automobile. We're going to clear it out really quickly over the course of two days. But first, we're going to stage and price it. And that's where I get a lot of curiosities. But it is streamlined. And so there's no prior experience necessary. Our, your, our owner and or their team are going to go in and stage and price your standard size home in one to two days perhaps three if it's a larger property. It's that quick. And here's what we do. All items that are not of high value, there's a standard menu rate. So we're really not applying our time and labor and effort hours towards that. It just doesn't make sense. And so we have rack cards for those. They have standard pricing on them. Each shopper receives those as they walk through the door. So they know exactly how much those smaller items are going for. But our owners always say never overlook the smalls because they're going to swipe everything because it's cute and they still want it in their home. But really, we focus our efforts towards the items of value. And those are incredibly repetitive. So right about that fifth or sixth sale, our franchisee and their team are feeling really comfortable with us. We teach them how to be those detectives to generate a quick answer. Thank goodness. I mean, let's say 99.8% of everything is easily Googleable. And if it's a little more rare and unique, then they can tap into their franchise business coach, other owners in the system. We have an incredible support team here that are there with our owners every step of the way, routinely and weekly. And or they might decide to tap a local market expert or a national expert for a quick answer as well. So we're really focusing time and attention on those higher items of value. So you mentioned, so they're not, the franchise owners are not pricing, putting like a label on every single item. They, which traditionally, I, well, let's just say when I downsized, that's what I had to do because I didn't yes. have the technology to facilitate yeah. anything other than that. Um, but so they're issuing a card to that outlines all of the pricing. Yes, everyone receives a tag card. I like to call it a menu. It's how my brain most easily associates it. You have all of those little household items that are already listed at a set price. And of course, if they wanna increase that price in their local market, they can do that. Our franchisees have a lot of autonomy ground level. If there's something that they'd love to do with their sales that they feel enhances the presence of the sales, they're more than welcome to do that. But what they really want to do is stage and price it quickly because that weekend they're going to open it up for a live open home two-door sale. And that's where the lights camera action comes in. It's really fun. They will literally have lines of hundreds, if not thousands of shoppers lined up out front with a hot cup of coffee, ready to shop. And it's really all about that experience. I mean, there are beautiful homes where some of us just say, I really want to see what it looks like in that house and who lived there and what type of belongings did they have. And also I saw a lot of these items posted for sale online. 
I've really got my eye on something. And so it becomes really fun. There's a, a front porch open door announcement before all pour in. But of course, everyone lines up. They, we can control capacity versus square footage, and they can tour through the home. I like to think about it as a live pop-up boutique retail experience, which makes it really fun. And you mentioned technology. So we have um, point-of-sale purchase software, so we can account for all those valuables being sold, and that's really important to the homeowner. And it makes it easy and seamless for the team to help and assist and ring up transactions right on the spot. A lot of them are running that technology on iPads and they're mobily disseminated throughout the home. So there's a lot of really fun interaction going on. That is fantastic. So that begs the question. You mentioned a line out the door for many of these estate sales. How are customers finding these estate sales? A wonderful question because we want to market that sale appropriately. And I find this really funny because we, we do find a lot of franchisees, their biggest apprehension is, are the shoppers showing up. And then they realize right about that second sale, that's not the problem at all. It's But we do market it effectively. There are top websites out there that those that are really familiar with this world, such as statesales.net, they go right to it. They are planning for those upcoming sales every weekend. And we want to feature that so that they can plan accordingly. And I'll tell you, a lot of our owners, they're stacking sales. Oftentimes, they have more than one sale going play, taking place at more than one location on a given weekend, sometimes two, sometimes upwards to four. And so they like to hop and go sale to sale, and most often a blue moon sale. Um, but we also target our loyalty rewards program shoppers um, consistently. Every week, they get a really fun newsletter. And they know exactly what's coming up. And I will tell you, if it's a day late from a holiday, we hear about it. And I think that's a really good problem to have. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, um, okay, the big question here, how does the franchise owner make money? So yes. that's the relationship between a franchise owner and most often a homeowner, a residential homeowner. So how does the franchisee make its money? Great question. I will tell you, we're really targeting the $10,000 sale. Of course, it can far supersede. It could dip a little below. I would say most franchisees probably turn down sales that are less than 5000 But if they come across, perhaps there's not enough to conduct an entire sale. They might decide to consign a few pieces or perhaps just help sell the automobile, right? So there's a lot of creativity and autonomy there. And then they start stacking those sales. Typically, it's a 60-40 split. 60 goes to the homeowner, 40% remains with the Blue Moon owner. But I'll tell you, nowadays, I have got owners that have been thriving for in the system for quite a while. Perhaps their standard set commission is 43% or 45%, definitely 50 for larger properties. So there's autonomy there as well. And there is a guaranteed minimum, which means regardless of how much sells, um, we walk away with no less than for time and labor. System standard is 3000, but I have a lot of owners that like theirs at four. And there's a really good gauge on how in depth you wanna go. If you know it's going to be a $25,000 or $40,000 sale, probably not a lot of emphasis needed on that, but I'd say $7,200 is a really good gauge on that. And that way the franchisee never walks away without being able to pay their crew and generate revenue for proceeds as well. All right. And I think it's very noteworthy to mention, so we already touched on this as a home-based business model, 
But it also offers the franchise owner a lot of flexibility. I mean, because they are in charge of their schedule. So it's a communication between the franchise owner and the customer of when the sale will be hosted and so forth. So it does provide more autonomy and flexibility in that respect as well. It does. And I'll tell you, a lot of our owners, they might choose to conduct a sale on a Friday, Saturday, or perhaps a Saturday, Sunday. So you're exactly right. It's a lot of open communication with the homeowner and what works best for all and why. Um, But there is autonomy. What I love about this business model is we want our owners to delegate, delegate, delegate. So I love that you brought that up because we really don't want our franchisees working weekends any longer than they desire to. Everything can be delegated. There's nothing so complicated that it has to be the owner themselves. So we want them to scale up and work more on the business versus in the business and or free their time so they can go out and build relationships with other providers in the community whose clientele will be in need of their services. Uh, And that's real estate agents, senior providers, probate attorneys, financial advisors, the list goes on. I mean, this is really fun. So I say it can come from the local RV park or coffee shop. Um, But from there, we want them to focus on that relationship building and bringing in those referrals and establishing their name in their local market, which is fairly easy to do. I'll tell you, most marketplaces in the U.S., there really is not a lot of competition. Most oftentimes, it's really small mom and pops just kind of thriving on word of mouth. They're happy at that rate. Perhaps they conduct one or two estate sales a month. But for our franchisees, as they approach real estate agents, they're not even aware that the small mom and pops are there. So it positions them well for a really strong market share, if not market domination in the best way possible. Um, But this is not an overly saturated market yet. And so it positions them well for success. And we really just want them focused on establishing themselves in the marketplace. And then their team can show up and stage in price and conduct a sale. They'll have team leads roughly four to six months in. I see them put a field manager in place. And now that we're managing their manager and their teams and focusing on the next sale coming in. And this has, I mean, a very strong value proposition, especially when you look past, you know, the aging population where we perceive estate sales um, primarily take place. I mean, making a move and downsizing is one of the largest stressors in life. When you can hire somebody like Blue Moon Estate Sales to take that heavy lifting of the downsizing aspect off of your plate. That's significant. Um, So let's touch on, uh, you know, one of the big selling points of this type of business model also, given it is a very simplistic, uh, straightforward type business model, technology-based, home-based business. It also, um, you you share that there's no accounts receivable. So can you talk through that with me for a little bit? Yeah, and that's a lot of what I like to talk about when it comes to big picture overview as as to why is Blue Moon so great, right? And so um, then I'm going to backtrack a little bit. You know, I've been in all things remotely senior related for 15 years. It's where my heart's at. It's where I love to serve. It's where I've always served and I'm still there. Thank goodness. But um there were I, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs flocking towards senior related services. As you know, when a need comes up, it's not waiting for a good economy. And so it's considered to be a little more recession resistant. 
but I saw it checking a lot of those boxes that I was hearing from entrepreneurs. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small of a model. Um, they know they could delegate and scale up and gain freedom and flexibility. But one of the best things about it are low barriers to entry. And that's really our goal is to eliminate those barriers to entry. And so we've got more than one franchise fee option. It's a low cost buy-in and you don't have to pay salaries day one. Your crew is paid out after the sale is conducted. And so what I mean by is you're not chasing revenue. You're not having to have accounts receivables department. You're not having to write it off quarterly or annually is once a, a sale has been completed, all funds sit with the Blue Moon franchisee and they then pay out the homeowner and they can then pay out their crew. In addition to eliminating additional barriers, you know, that's one of the things about these executives backing these brands. They've got decades of experience behind them and they really go above and beyond. I mean, we now offer group health insurance benefits for our franchisees that can be extended to a key employer too that's going to give them more than 30 hours a week as well. So it's all about making it seamless and easy for the franchisee. And we don't want them to have to chase down the revenue that they've worked hard to earn. And that's a very attractive attribute of the business. I mean, there's nothing worse than having to track down to get paid for a job that you've already completed. So you uh, you touched on the low investment. So let's go ahead and already segue into that. Your investment level is between fifty three thousand and ninety nine thousand. So um, there is a disparity there. I know you do have two different buy in levels. So let's expand upon the total investment level. And with that, which is another very attractive um, attribute, is you do offer some in-house financing. We do. Uh, No, that's wonderful. And so this system is a little more unique in terms of you've got more than one franchise fee option and more than one ongoing royalty option. And that's to eliminate barriers to entry. And so we have a $57,000 franchise fee option. 5% ongoing royalties. I love that number. I think it's a little old school in comparison to today's standards. Um, And then you have a reduced franchise fee option of $24,500 and 7.5% ongoing royalties. I work with each candidate to decide which option is the best fit for them. You can't go wrong either way. They receive nothing different in terms of territory size, support, and access to all of the resources and technology in place for them. It's just what is a better fit and what's more in the comfort zone or with level of capitalization when entering into the system. Um, they want to build an asset and everyone comes to us with u- that that's very unique to each candidate. And so we want to just be able to meet the candidate where they're at. And also this system is very much so known for scalability. We have a lot of owners that own multiple locations and they take a little time. They might perhaps purchase two as part of their plan to scale. And then they don't roll out the second one for roughly nine months to a year. And that's fine as well. Um, We want them to focus on one and then scale into another. But the scalability component as well is as you roll out additional territories and they go live, your monthly costs aren't duplicating. You're still using a lot of the same technology. And so it's really desirable for scalability. So when someone's looking at multiple locations, they might be well capitalized, but also they have more locations in mind, right? I've got an owner in the system that owns four locations, very well capitalized, but he wanted four. And so the 24-5 option just made more sense. 
So let's talk about the financing option a little bit more. Um, for somebody that is not as well capitalized, what would that financing option look like with Blue Moon Estates? Yeah, so let's say their capital is just well enough, but they would like internal funding and funding instead of external funding. Perhaps they don't need as much as someone would typically seek to um, seek out through an SBA loan or through unsecured loans. We can help them with that. So at the $57,000 franchise fee option, we do provide 50% of that in financing for them as well. So on this type of investment, less than 100,000, you can slice and dice it a couple different ways. Uh, can you, let's talk through some of your item 19 uh, numbers. And so for those listening, the item 19 is where in the franchise disclosure document, a franchise or has the opportunity to share some financial representations of what individuals or franchisees within their system are doing from a ROI standpoint. So I'd love to get some insight into what your item 19 looks like, Lee. Yeah, you got it. And I, I love how they publish this as well, right? Because that can look really different or unique to each franchisor as they're publishing that information. We want to give them as much detail as humanly possible. And they're going to see growth is what they're going to see in our item 19. You know, so you had mentioned they were established in 2013 and they were. But I'll tell you, it was small and family owned in the beginning. It was, I love all things antique. I'm post-retirement. We just really have a passion for this five-year commitment, right? And then they were acquired by private equity fourth quarter of 2019. And I want to talk to you about how it's broken down in that item 19 because it's very detailed. It's it's published beautifully, but you're going to see growth with private equity. I love private equity and I'll tell you why. They're injecting capital in the back end. So it's not solely incumbent upon the owners in the system alone, kind of wishing, hoping, thinking they can afford to upgrade their technology in the next few years. You're going to have the shiniest bells, toys and whistles out there. But the goal really is growth so that a franchisee's unit equity value will increase when they go to sell their business. And um, you want a recognizable name when you go to sell as well. But it is guaranteed the growth. So what you'll see is those numbers can lag a little bit, right? We can never truly publish what it is today. Franchisees have to be in business for one full year before they qualify to report their earnings. Once they're qualified, we can share them the following year. So a lot of what you'll see for us is you're, you're going to see gross revenue publishings in terms of how many owners are in the system, given a particular length of time, average gross revenue, and then you're going to have the highest and the lowest performing numbers in those categories. And so you might perhaps see in our FTD, you'll have five owners and three new owners, and then perhaps none, and then all of a sudden they've got nine. And then they've got 25. And so now you start to really see those heavy performers joining at 124 locations today. Capturing the history of that data, they're going to break it down by owner. They're going to break it down by territory. They're also going to provide the average numbers and the highest and lowest numbers of sales conducted and the average gross revenue per sale. So you've got a lot of data to play with here. So if someone were to number crunch, they'd see um, the system progressively growing. Average gross revenue per uh, territory is going to be 315,000. You've got high performers sitting at 628,000 year one. And then you've got someone sitting at 48,500. Perhaps they were a little slower out of the gate. And that continues to climb progressively 
with ownership in our system and, and capping out at over a million in gross revenue for your top performers. Um, and then they're going to give you average gross revenue per territory. That's much higher. That's sitting at 373000 if I were to round it up. And then you've got number of sales conducted. We've got someone conducting as high as 87 sales in a year. That's someone who's stacking those sales, more than one on a weekend. And then you're going to see average gross revenue and highest and lowest revenue given length of time of ownership generated at those sales. And you've got some capping out their average gross revenue per sale is more than 10,000. It's, it's closer to 16. So a lot of transparency there. So transparency is the word here because it's important to note that it is up to the franchise discretion again what they share or even if they share financials of the franchisees in their organization. And what you just talked through, Lee, is so transparent. And as a franchise broker consultant, I absolutely love having the ability for my clients to get that level of insight into, um, you know, the franchise system and the potential that it has. So uh, that is fantastic. And just to touch on also the private equity, more and more we are seeing where the franchise system is very attractive to private equity investment. And I think that alone says a lot, and especially the fact that they chose Blue Moon Estate Sales as one of those prime growing businesses um, to invest in. So a lot of goodness there. So on the last note, let's touch on who your ideal candidate is. Who are you looking to partner with? Oh, I love that question. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of systems where it's very obvious. Obvious. There's there's a shared or a similar background to a lot of your owners or your higher producers in a system. We are a really colorful system. We've got so many different types of backgrounds, ages, ethnicities. I mean, it's beautiful, and we're still very family oriented. For us, it's pretty simple. We're not trying to make anyone's life different. We want everyone to go out there and live their life to the fullest earlier on and, and, and through entrepreneurship, right? And help their dreams come true. And so for us, we're really just looking for someone who loves people. They're a relationship builder. They're gonna go out into their local marketplace and they're gonna know all of those service providers in their local county. So there's a very much a reward or community component to this. And then really a comfort zone with building and leading teams of which they will eventually delegate but I still have owners who still like to be really involved. But the keys to success here is going out to that marketplace and getting the name out there and then running, building and running those teams efficiently. All right. Well, Lee, thank you so much. Um, this is a fantastic opportunity for individuals that are looking for a lower cost investment under 100K with fantastic opportunity for scalability, return on an investment, low employee count, uh, flexibility, you name it. And one thing we did not touch on, but I do want to include, is that uh, Blue Moon Estate does also offer group health options for mm -hmm. franchisees and employees. And you know, I have access to hundreds and hundreds of brands, and I could probably count on 
one hand, the number of brands I know that offer that level of opportunity for health insurance. So for anybody that is interested in learning more about Blue Moon Estate Sales, please feel free to reach out to me at stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Thanks and have a great day. 